0: Hey travelers, welcome to Transpo, the travel inspiration podcast. We have some awesome announcements before we dive into this week's episode. If you love our stories and want to support the podcast, you can always tell a friend about Transpo. But now there's another way to support us, by purchasing some merch on our new shop page, transpocom slash merch. I'm super excited to launch the shop because it's been in the works for a while, and it's seriously cool swag. I think you all are really going to like it check it out, it's transpo.com slash m-e-r-c-h. Secondly, we are switching up our scheduling and we'll be delivering new episodes every other Tuesday. This way we can deliver great stories consistently throughout the year, and we'll be in your favorite podcast app every other week. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Today we have Diana and Ken Obermeyer with us. Hi. hello Hello. Heather welcome so can you guys tell us each about your relationship with travel and a little bit about yourselves yeah I'll go ahead and start our relationship with travel um
1: I'd have to say that it has definitely evolved over the years we were you know from the midwest originally I was a school teacher so we took our vacations when the schools were on break um so we had breaks at Christmas spring break and then the summer's off one of those I mean I guess it was a Christmas vacation we um Went down to Wisconsin Dells and we decided to buy a timeshare. And because we had that timeshare, we were inspired to go away and explore other areas. We used the timeshare that we purchased, of course, but then we were able to trade our time there for other places. About the same time, I think it was the same year that we bought that timeshare, we started scuba diving and we became certified. So our first trips were to warm locations to test out our abilities and enjoy the water. We started out in Florida. We went to Mexico, Cayman Islands, Bahamas, Hawaii. But over the time, I'd have to say we've chosen to branch out a little bit more. We No longer just look for diving locations, you know, our warm climate destinations. Instead, we look for places that offer us different things to do. We have become a fan of outdoor hiking and just, you know, new activities. So in the past few years, we've kind of concentrated on national parks. You know, we've taken fly fishing lessons in Idaho, hiked the uh, sand dunes in Colorado at the national park. That was very fun, exciting to see. You know, we have gone deep-sea fishing, caught tuna in the Keys, you know, walked in the cloud forests in Costa Rica. So we're we're trying with each trip these days to see something we haven't done and to experience something new, try something, you know, that's new to us. And occasionally I will travel with Ken when he travels for business.
2: What Diana failed to mention was that... (laughs) We were living in Wisconsin, and we'd go to these warmer climates in the wintertime. So now we're, since then, we've moved to Florida back in too many years ago. But now we're going in the hot summer (laughs) here, we're going to cold places. So uh, that's kind of how our our travels evolved.
0: Yeah, you got to balance it out.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right. No, on top of the vacations that Diana do, I I have a, a business that I still have to run for at least a few more years, and uh, I'm doing some business traveling anywhere in the U.S. So. I have a business that is in the drywall business. I go and we service the Lowe's and Home Depot's around the country. So I've got people all over the country and I have to go visit them and visit stores. So currently I I go out to California every couple months. I go up to Minneapolis a couple months. So that's evolving.
0: So do you like traveling for work or is it not as fun because it's now something you have to do?
2: (laughs) I don't really enjoy it a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> after the initial, you know, you go to a new place, it's kind of exciting. But after that, it's all business. So I try to get done with those trips as quickly as possible and get get back home.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And at least you guys travel a lot for fun. So it seems like those are the trips that you can put more energy into of trying to go see new things.
2: Right.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So you guys have traveled a lot. So that's pretty incredible. Would you say that the timeshare was kind of the impetus of your love for traveling, or did you guys both love traveling before you moved out of Wisconsin? How did that travel bug get caught?
2: Well, I think we wanted to travel, uh, In this buying the timeshare kind of forced us to travel. Not that we (laughs) needed forcing, you know, but but I mean it, you know if you don't use it it it's kind of a waste, so
0: good excuse, yeah,
1: and it's good. really easy when you look at the, you know the catalog back then they had the the paper catalog where you looked at all the places that you could choose to trade for, and it's a pretty easy invitation to to accept definitely, the timeshare was I think what
2: launched our travel.
0: yeah, that's really cool, okay, so you guys are gonna tell us some travel stories today, yes. <laughs>
2: What I was going to talk about today was our trip quite a while ago, but it's still relevant today, I believe. It was uh, out to Egypt back in 1999. We went out uh, for about 16 or 17 days, and uh, it was kind of a three-part trip. We went with a dive group, uh, four other couples with us. So we spent about a third of the vacation diving, and then we spent about a third of the vacation visiting the temples down by Luxor, uh, the Valley of the Kings and Queens, that whole area, and then about a third was the uh, pyramids. So it was a lot of culture, and uh, it was to this day. I think it was our we both agree it was our most fascinating trip that we've we've taken. Very just, true. Uh, just all the different uh, tombs and the pyramids are incredible. I wanted to uh, elaborate on one day we went to the uh, the day that we we spent a couple. 3 days at the pyramids but you know all you normally read about is the the big 3 pyramids right outside of Cairo. Well one day we we went down to about 2 hours south along the Nile where the red pyramid was. We were in a a, a van, a minibus van for the 10 of us and wherever we went in Egypt we had a tourist police so it was the driver, tourist police, and the five couples. We went down. We got down to this pyramid called the Red Pyramid. We got out. it was it was kind of a, you know a smaller pyramid, although it was still quite large, but <laughs> you could tell it was <laughs> wasn't built like one of the the pyramids at Giza.
0: Okay.
2: It was kind of uh, sides went up steep, and then they kind of got less steep at the top. Evidently, when they were building this pyramid, they got up to that height and they it wouldn't support the top, so they had to make the angle lower. So it was kind of a weird-looking pyramid, but nevertheless, <laughs> we we went to. This pyramid went inside, there were sarcophaguses and tombs around, we were we got to explore. And we were the only ones there, just us, nobody else, the whole time we were there. So it's a not very frequented pyramid on the pyramid trail.
0: That's cool, though.
2: So we spent an hour or so, because we had other pyramids up the road to see. So we uh, explored our hour, we got into our, our van, and all of a sudden, a pickup truck comes with a turret on the back with six machine guns sticking out the turret and a motorcycle police and we all left together and we went as we were leaving the pyramid they all turned their sirens on made a big commotion about getting out of town so we just followed them out and it turns out later that bin laden had a, a a camp within 20 miles of the pyramid, and what they were trying to do was we snuck in. Nobody knew we were at the pyramid, but when evidently people watch and when they see people at the pyramid, they, word gets back to the terrorist camp that there's Americans so that is why they gave us the escort out. Oh, wow. They didn't warn us about this in the beginning. We only <laughs> found found out about it later. So
1: It was kind of funny, too, because with all the sirens and flashing lights, um, it seemed to be drawing so much attention to us when <laughs> when and we really didn't know what was going on. We didn't know why they were doing this until we were back back where we belonged. So it was, it was kind of crazy.
0: So if the terrorist camp finds out there's Americans there, I'm assuming they're trying to potentially harm tourists. Were there other tourists that were harmed in that area that you know of? Or was it more just the threat was pretty scary?
2: Yeah, everyone got on high alert because of the proximity of the camp. You got to understand. This is 1999. Really, mm-hmm. people didn't know who Bin Laden was because the 9/11 towers uh, came down in 2001. So this was a couple years before. But if you back up about two years in '97, uh, there was a big massacre in uh, in Luxor where 62 people got killed at one of the temples. So oh
0: wow! It
2: was it was a dicey time, and uh, that's kind of why they they did what they did but
1: yeah yeah and every everywhere we went um there were tourist police and we were made aware of that you know you look for the people in the white they were tourist police and they actually seemed to keep track of us there were um a couple of times when we we'd see the same person like they were following us so they were kind of protecting us there also had been a killing at the cairo museum so they were targeting europeans and americans so it was Kind of a,
0: you know, good thing to see
1: the people around with guns protecting you, looking out for you, but scary, different.
0: Yeah, definitely very scary in terms of just, it makes it very real when people start pulling out guns, (laughs) no matter if they're there to protect you or to hurt you. Right, and that's just not something that we're,
1: it's not common for us to see that
0: and it makes you a little tense. (laughs) definitely so were the tourist police a common thing like did you know that going into the trip that that would just be um, something you experienced as you went around the country we were
2: no we didn't know about that (laughs)
0: no we didn't know about it
2: no but we were told that
0: probably by our guides
1: along the way that you know we could keep our eyes open they'd be easy to spot if you left the hotel you were staying at there would be somebody outside you know so
0: we were aware of it once we were there Gotcha. And then do you think that their existence was because of the events in 1997, or is tourist police just something that Egypt has had for a while? I'm not very familiar with it, so I'm just curious. I'm not
2: sure I can answer that, Heather. I'm sure they stepped it up after the the killings at the temple, but... um... Yeah,
1: I'd have to agree with that, too. I think that, you know, they definitely don't want to lose their tourism, and Mm -hmm. so they're going to do whatever they can to protect people who are visiting so yeah I would have to say they definitely had stepped it up and they were very cautious and it was a good thing
0: yeah it's nice that they had that service for you guys
2: I don't want to make it seem like it was like you're looking over your shoulder the whole time it wasn't that way at all but because it was such an incredible trip
1: yeah it was an amazing trip the the country is has so many treasures just incredible to think about how they built things you know hundreds and hundreds of years ago and things are still being discovered it's an amazing country
0: yeah it sounds incredible
1: and the diving's not bad either (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, yeah?
1: Diving in the Red Sea was incredible.
0: Is that your favorite diving trip you've been on as well? Oh,
1: I think so. Because the the species were so different from things we had seen in other locations. So, yeah, clownfish. You know how you see the clownfish in... Uh-huh. In anemones, I mean, there it was, and the water is so clear, amazing.
2: It was kind of amazing. We uh, had to wear wetsuits, and it was August. No, it was it was June. I'm sorry. That we were in the Red Sea, but we had to wear pretty thick wetsuits because the water was so cold. you wouldn't you wouldn't dream in Egypt that water would be cold, but yeah. 90 some degrees on the land in the desert and the water right next to it is 65 degrees or 70. I don't think it was any warmer than that.
0: Wow, I would have never guessed that.
2: But yeah, we uh, I mean, we, we went to Sharm El Sheikh, which is on the Sinai Peninsula to do our diving. It's a big resort town right at the tip. And we went for camel rides at night. We went for a camel ride out to the desert where the Bedouins live, and uh, they dropped us off, and we had a meal there with the Bedouins. Those are tent people. It was so dark out, they turned all the lights out, and we watched the sky, and it was clear. And some of the people in the group said they could see satellites going in the sky.
1: Oh, definitely.
2: It was was just uh, incredible.
1: So quiet and so clear. It was
0: beautiful. That sounds like an amazing experience, an amazing cultural experience overall. Mm-hmm,
1: definitely.
2: We uh, we wrapped up the trip with uh, going to the Cairo Museum, which is it's got all the so many artifacts from Egypt from so many years ago. King Tut had uh, exhibit there, and his sarcophagus was there. And they had several mummies, Ramses, and. They weren't replicas they were the real thing and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of mind blowing so so that i mean that was a that was a great trip I was telling Diane earlier that I, when I was on my way back from California last week, I rented a, a vehicle and the guy working behind the counter uh, was from Sharm El Sheikh and uh, we got telling stories and uh, I asked him if it would be safe to go right now and he kind of smiled and didn't answer, but I kind of got the feeling that maybe you should wait a little while until, <laughs> <laughs> until things uh, settle down. So
0: Yeah. It's unfortunate. I, th- I think you'd be fine
1: if you traveled with a group, and I know there are groups that still go. You know, I just think use caution wherever you go. You know, just know what you're where you're going, what's what's going on. It, it's a great trip. I would hope people would continue to go there.
0: That's good. Do you guys think that you might go back someday to Egypt? No, um, just because there are so many other
1: places to go. But we are thinking about yeah. going back to Africa. So we, we're um, looking, Ooh. we're looking at a safari trip maybe next year for South Africa.
0: That's yeah. very exciting. Yeah,
1: very excited. Just so many choices.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the sometimes the negative of traveling is the more places you go, the more places you want to go because you discover even smaller towns and other countries that sound interesting to you. And the list keeps growing even as you check off certain places. Right.
1: And sometimes, you know, the popular places aren't where you want to go. You know, you kind of want to get away from the crowds and the the regular tours. We've kind of Mm -hmm. mixed our travel up with anything from cities to places people wouldn't, wouldn't think of going. So nice to have choices.
0: Definitely. And sometimes you feel like going to the big cities and seeing all the touristy places. But like you said, other times you're like, I just want to find a small town, maybe outside of a place where I can fly into or drive to easily and just... Sit. yeah exactly exactly be with nature
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah we've done a little bit of that
0: next episode diana and ken will share another story from their many amazing travels together so be sure to come back and check it out Globetrotters. Thanks for listening to Transpo, the travel inspiration podcast. If you want more Transpo in your life, you can visit us at Transpo.com, follow us on Instagram or Twitter, where our handle is at Transpocast, or email us at transpocast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Also, when you have the chance, please head to transpocom review and leave us an iTunes review so that other listeners can discover our podcast too and get inspired for their next adventure. Thanks for coming along for the journey.